Welcome to Let's Talk Balls. Jordan Cuddy Buckets. Sports? Cat the closer. I see something and I have to get to the I have to get to the bottom of it. Hello everyone. This is Papa. Golf is a very easy sport to map through. It, you know, Man United or the Yankees, Liverpool are easily the Red Sox and or the Celtics. Might we say we had a ball? Good sports. At this podcast, we believe that representation matters, giving voice to the voiceless, that it is your body, your choice, that black lives matter, that trans rights are human rights, and that sports, whether played with or without a ball, and fandom, are for everyone. And we want to tell those stories. Ayo! Hey, honey. Cutty Buckets in his house. Yeah. I was just saying, hey. Jay just said, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm on bed. Survived Bedtime, week two of kiddos. school. We are here today to talk about a couple things that happened this week. Uh, and then we're going to publish this sucker tomorrow morning. What are we talking about that happened this week? Well, I do want to say that uh, because I picked a team, Bartha, uh, they did play this week. They had a draw against Man City. So... I just wanted to let everybody know that I'm paying attention, you know. Um, Premier League, my team won. Arsenal won two to one against. Mine was just a friendly. Just a friendly. But still, it's not so friendly because it's Man City. And I know Man City. That was in my top two, right? Yeah, yeah. Man City, Manchester United and Man City. And they both are like, one was the Yankees, you know. We gotta l- listen to our episode with Greg. I again. listened to it and I learned even more. <laughs> I so learned Arsenal even more. played Fulham, Fulham, and yeah. I don't. And it says English Premier League. I don't know if it was one of the headlines. Says Arsenal rally to continue flawless Premier League start. Yeah, you guys are. Doing I well. did pick a good time to become an Arsenal fan. <laughs> You know what, honey? Maybe I misjudged. Maybe it's, it's not the bandwagon. Maybe they just needed you. Yes. <laughs> hey, that, they I keep was, this I up, was being gonna, sweet. That, that was, was really sweet. That was sweet. I wasn't used to it's the It's rare, honey. So just—it's <laughs> just, not yeah. rare. It's rare for the, <laughs> it's it's rare for this new persona of mine on Let's Talk Balls, cutting buckets in his house. Okay, so for real though, um, we had a guest this week. And, uh, yeah, two things, two things. One, she's dope. Carly Filippo. So we talked about motherhood. We talked about career. We talked about motherhood and the careers. We talked about uh, IVF. We talked about family. We talked about sports. Oh yeah. Sports. Cause it's a sports podcast. Um, we did the final four questions. Some really good, juicy stuff. I mean, really, the intersections of all of our, of our lives. Did you know we only asked her three questions? No, 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 no. Because one was an oldie but a goodie, and any but an Audi. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think we only asked her three. It was any the podcast, and I pulled it Audi again, and we asked it. Right, I th- I still think it was only three questions, but we'll have to listen to 
find that out. She also brought some big mom energy, which is pretty cool. Catherine already made a t-shirt that says big mom energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's our new new merch coming at you. It's going to be a very limited run to start, but it says big mom energy. I think we're ordering seven. Anybody willing to wear something that says let's talk balls? <laughs> let's talk ball po- balls podcast. Pod. 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 I have podcast on there. Do you want me to change it? Yeah, we're pods. Pod? We're pod. Yeah, pod's cool. We're like pod. we're bringing back the pod. Let's talk balls pod. I think podcast makes more sense. I'll have to look at it side by side to decide. It probably makes more sense because nobody calls it a pod, but I thought we were. Pod squad is a thing. Mm, Not my thing. Oh, it's a thing. I know, and I'm just saying not mine. It's a thing. Um, I have a question for you. I guess I'll answer it. (laughs) Can you? (laughs) I mean, if you can hear our kids, like, are we just put our kids down? (laughs) Nah, I don't nah, think nah, nah. Uh, yeah, I made pasta with Jay up, today. That was awesome. You did. It was really sweet. Um, okay, what's the question, honey? Do you have anything on your sports bucket list? Oh. What are things that you want to do? Hmm. Like sports events. Well, I want. I mean, I want to sit courtside to see LeBron before he retires in any city. That's a ticking time clock for realsies and not not courtside Lakers because I don't have a million dollars. Um, so that's on my bucket list. Um, other than that, like, I mean, I'm annoyed by the Browns, but if the Browns ever made it to the Super Bowl, I would want to go to that. Other than that, like Serena's retiring, like I haven't seen tennis at all. Like I would love to go to like Wimbledon or the U.S. Open. That would be on my bucket list. Sit in a suite, like do it up. I love, I would love to go to the Kentucky Derby. That's on mine. It's on my list. We can make too. that happen. We can make that happen. I even love Keeneland, which is in um, um, Lexington. I've been before, but it's pretty awesome in, in Kentucky. It's kind of like a Gotta draft. Have a mint julep. You can get, the you can get those Derby. there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but the, the whole thing is like you get dressed up. I mean, Kentucky Derby. Do I have to wear a hat? A teeny, teeny little hat. <laughs> can you dress me for that? <sighs> Honey, I dress you for everything. I know, but I'm, and when I, I don't, your... when I don't, everybody, it's obvious. Just saying. <laughs> I just depends don't want people context. to be like, look, you know, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it depends on the context. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm perfectly capable. I just, the mental energy it takes, you just do it better than I do. So, mm-hmm. um, you also want to see March Madness. Like, oh, the first, like, well, go to the games. No, or I just we've already kind of done. A, I just want to sit in a sports book in Vegas days. So, we've done that. Know, one, two, three, four. I've done that a few times, but I want to do that every year. I want to do that with our kids. What is, what's on your, what else you got? Some of them are dependent on teams. Like I, like you said, if the Vikings ever went to the Super Bowl, I would want to go. Uh, why are you, why are you making that face? I made that face because I went on mute and I burped. So loud into I'm really the microphone. Glad that wasn't on the microphone. I know, and I did. I went on mute, honey. 
I really, but I was that. really proud of it because it was in my headphones. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh Lord. Anyway, um, what, I what think I'd yeah, probably Vikings like totally? to see. Yeah. Vikings in the Super Bowl. Uh, Cal, if they ever get to the Rose Bowl, I'd have to go to just because of I'd family. love to see a Michigan Ohio State live one once. Yeah. Just once. That'd be fun. Not with my brother though. Right. I mean, not with we're him. past that. Well, mm, I would. Beaten each you other. guys can go. I I'm probably won't be there. Maybe You're I, right, I'll be at the two tickets is plenty. <laughs> two tickets is plenty. Um, I think I'd like to see. I don't know because I've never been to an Olympic event in person, and maybe it's better on TV. But they never show all of the pole vaulting for the Olympics. Um, and I the last one was I mean I, I don't love. know why. <laughs> what do you mean all so niche? Um, they just show like the final jump, so you can't actually see the whole competition, yeah. which is what I would be interested in. But I would love to like well, you could go, go and do that see. in twenty twenty eight, honey. Yeah, I know. In L A, you yeah. would love that. Go love have a day. I'll take the kids. Track and field. I would only go if I could see the nineteen ninety six gym women's gymnastic team. <laughs> and who was on that team? Carrie Strug. There you go. Dominique Mociano. Shannon Miller. Wow. Did you know that I was coached by someone who coached Shannon Miller? Did you know that I had an authentic 1996 Olympic women's gymnastic team? Jumper. <laughs> I had the whole suit, the zip up. Do <laughs> you better yeah. believe I wore that all summer? Oh, I bet you did. <laughs> Every day. Ask my mom. I think she still has the jacket. She should. If she got rid of it, that's a crime. There's no way. My mom still has like my Michael Jordan jacket, my Michael Jordan jersey and all that stuff. And they're not at our house. Yeah, because my mom's cool with it being in the basement. You know, <laughs> we got basements. We got basements. I get it. You know, all your stuff's here. Yeah, all my stuff is here. Taking up room. Mm-hmm. All these VHS tapes. Anybody wants one, I'll sell it. <laughs> no, if if you have access to a VHS player, they do not make them anymore. You have to buy them on. There's like one site that sells them new, and Honey, like I'm the pretty cheapest sure you is three hundred dollars. I bet you could print one on a 3D printer. Great. Can we make that happen? No. I would love a VHS player no. for my tapes. No, I would love that. No. That sounds like a really romantic gift. Good gift to give me. That and a, If anybody's um, out there feeling romantic towards uh, the closer, Ferguson. <laughs> she's a closer. She's a closer. All right. What else are we what else do we have today? Well, we're also gonna play a parlay from Pops, but Pops prepared a parlay for today. And I'm just gonna say, you know. He talked to us about some baseball, and then also he shared his thoughts on the Saratoga races that are happening right now, uh, the history of it, as well as the race that happened today. Now, I don't know who the winner was, but he made some predictions. So all we can do is check Pops's prediction and see what happened. Obviously, you can't bet on it anymore, but the tie here is that Carly Filippo. Carly Big Mac McAllister Filippo is our guest, and she's going to Saratoga next week, betting on some horsies, and she's got some unique ways that she bets on those horsies. Like, you know, she doesn't do research or anything like that. Love that. She takes a look at, like, who pissed in the paddock, 
if you didn't piss in the paddock, she's not going to bet on you. You're a little lighter, maybe. I don't know. But I love that type of criteria that makes you want to bet on them. You know? Would this horse name make a great boat name? There's my criteria. <laughs> Perfect. What's a good, if you had a boat, what would you name it? I guess I would name boat. it. Mm, would it? Yes. Mm, got it. Well, I guess I would name it Jordan. <laughs> I wish you could see her face when she said that. I thought for sure you were going to say like Chaffee or something. I mean, Chaffee, if you want to be named after a boat, got the you. The boat would be named after me. The boat would be named, got you. <laughs> okay. Got you, fishy. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine and I got got you tattoos. And then I visited my parents and this is, they didn't even notice that I had a new tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) Or they did, or they did. And then they were like, does she have another tattoo? (laughs) And like, they just talked about it. But I don't think, I was home for like more important things. Were you wearing sleeves, long sleeves? Maybe sometimes and I was wearing, I was wearing a hair tie up around my elbow. (laughs) I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. No, honey, it was obvious. I even tried to like make it obvious. I think they just ignore it at this point. But it's sweet. I got you. Honey, I got you. And we got this podcast. So here we got we got Carly De Filippo, guest of honor today. We got a Pops Parlay and some history on the Saratoga races happening now through Labor Day. And next week. We're going to be doing our fantasy football picks live with like Les Talk Balls, like the 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 queen of Les Talk Balls. Celebrity. The celebrity. I mean, come on. I mean, I thought we were celesbians, but this Kate takes the cake. We are going to be doing a live fantasy football draft in the head of the one and only Kate Lacey of the segment Sports to see who and why she picks her cuties for her fantasy football league team. Is that all we got? That's all we got. No, <laughs> no, it's not all we got. And then we're going to be talking about esports with Andy Burden. Oh my God. Weeks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I know nothing about this space, but I was in Las Vegas at the same time as an esport convention. This was like, Mm. close to 10 years ago Vegas flooded I saw cars floating at what was used to be Imperial Palace now it's the link like literally floating because like it's it's a valley and the strip is like under like you know below sea level interessante not a place I wanted to be trapped not with people I wanted to be trapped with (laughs) but that's a story for another day in Ashland one I can't tell you about because it's under NDA so (laughs) i was i want to know what happens (laughs) honey you know what happened i know but douchey douchebag oh yeah that's right anyway here we go the one and the only big mom energy big mac carly McAllister, dave filippo and pops par lay at saratoga peace out it's big time. Welcome to the show. Should we call you McAllister? 
You know, when talking about sport, I am kind of a McAllister. Why? Um, Because I just never left that person behind when I got married and took my husband's name. Uh, so McAllister is, she's in a triple rolled basketball and soccer shorts oh. and like, like always a sports bra. Not that that's any different than me normally, but <laughs> triple, still triple rolling. Um, you know, that is a, that is a thing that I think the youngs will continue to do. Are they doing that now in the nineties? They just wear like spandex everywhere. I just saw a video of somebody, it was like a TikTok of somebody getting ready for gym, like PE in, you know, 11th, ninth grade or something. And it was like rolling the shirt under the <laughs> under sports bra, sports bra Wait, rolling what about- up the waist. <laughs> What about medical tape hair bands? Oh, yeah, did you, totally. Did you do that? The wrap. That missed yeah. me. Yeah. Well, we should introduce our guest for today. Carly DeFilippo, but for today. amounts of gel in my hair. Uh, okay, oh, gosh. Sorry, and go sparkles ahead. probably. Okay, yeah. In the introduction here. Okay. Welcome. Uh-oh. What was that? I don't know. Was I on a call? I think it, yeah, I think you were sitting in a Google Meet that you just never joined and it just kicked you from it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like me. Um, I had a no-show, so it's probably from my 1030. Anyway, welcome to, what episode? Seven? Seven. Oh, okay, wait a second. Welcome to episode seven, Let's Talk Balls. We are talking to Carly Filippo, but for this episode, we're talking to McAllister. I, kind of, I wish I knew you when I could just call you McAllister. Can I just oh. call it like Carl is definitely a nickname and yeah. I reserve that for like. Well, like really, time. if we want to, if we want to go back to the day, Miss Cuddy Buckets, then we're yeah. just talking to the Mac. Like that's, that's the, Mac. Like, the Mac. Yeah. That's definitely sportsy. The yeah. Mac return of the Mac. Okay. No. So what okay. number were you? Four. Four. Why? Why? Such an even number. Um, well, so my little sister picked seven before I could pick seven. So I I like seven was always like the oh, I like that number, but she picked it. So you're the I, big sister. Listen, that doesn't always mean you get what you want. The Plus my goes people pleases. Oh Keep, no, I don't yeah. you're not a are you a people pleaser? Not in the slightest. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> okay, that's just me then. Check, never checks out. You letting your younger sister have that is a shock to me. Hmm. But because she's better than you, she must have schooled you, and therefore you're like you deserve it. Mm-hmm. She's just better. That measures up, though. Yeah. Where Such it's a due. shame. Such a shame. Her sport career. We won't get into that, though. <laughs> Could she be a guest? No. <laughs> All right. Well, today we are going to talk about motherhood and sport. We touched on this topic uh, a couple episodes ago when Serena announced her retirement. Um, we're all moms here. Uh, you are mom to Joaquin. Joaquin's two and a half, mm-hmm. almost two and a half. That's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, you are a few months ahead of us, so that's always helpful from an advice perspective. Um, but Serena just uh, change kind of the way she's talking about 
all of this recently. Um, she went on her best buddies podcast archetype, okay. uh, Megan Markle, uh, the, what, what do we call her? Me- Madam? The Dutch We girl. don't call her anything anymore. Nothing. She's, She's left it out. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right on. Okay. So Megan Markle's podcast, the suits <laughs> actress, Married into the royal family. Um, she was just on uh, her podcast and it was really cool because she was just talking about how tennis was chosen for her. Mm. And the reality is, is that she loves being a mom and mm. she wants to evolve into the next chapter. She's not retiring. She's not quitting. She's calling it ev- evolution, which is really interesting way to put it. <sighs> I hate that we have to dance so carefully around like what we call this. Like, does it have to be like we have to make a new definition for it now? Well, maybe because maybe she's not closing the door on ever playing again. So retirement can feel like, you know, I'm stepping away from the game. Like she's evolving her role as not being a tennis icon. She wants to be a mom. Yeah. When do you think was the last time someone did a podcast with a guy who became a dad? in sport recently like that's the shit that just chaps my butt because i'm like (laughs) she yes becoming a mom is a huge thing but also like is it really a topic for will she or won't she retire is that what that's what it is kind of kind of because at the end of the day there are several ways to have a family which i think we do want to talk about there are definitely Mm -hmm. athletes have decided to have families different ways because their body is their livelihood and so when we think about women in sport, her body's the vessel. And we all remember that she almost died and bled out um, and almost had to have a hysterectomy, I believe, during birth. So, um, you know, I can imagine her recovery didn't allow her to get back on the court six weeks later, like uh, mm. Candace Parker. Yeah, she, she had blood clots. Yeah, Candace Parker did have her child, but um, Serena Williams had blood clotting. Blood clots. Yeah, and it was after the fact. So she actually alerted her. And I mean, best hospitals in the world, but just wanted to interject that. Thanks. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for closing that loop, Ferguson. So anyway, we are career women, and Mm -hmm. we've talked about this often. Like, there's never really a good time to have kids. Um, And we're also planners. So, I mean... And you're like, yeah, Stephen probably doesn't have to think about this as much, your husband. But, yeah. you know, you, well, you're thinking about this in every aspect as well, right? Yeah, I think even more so than the, than your typical woman, if there is one, and then and then certainly some, someone in sport, like <laughs> my body's a vessel that has changed quite a lot from having kids too. But yeah, nobody was like, get back on the court and win Wimbledon. So, so I don't, I can't relate to that amount of pressure. Um, But planning is especially considered for our family because of the IVF and infertility aspect. So um, it's really interesting. Like we all kind of address this as, as women considering being mothers in a different way. Some people just get to have sex and then they have to deal with the repercussions of that decision. Totally. In my world, it's like we talk about when we'll plan about talking about saving for having a family. So it's like an even more elongated consideration set for us. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. We, Catherine and I talk about it often we started talking about 
that whole aspect in 2018 and we had like fall of 2018 and by the time we went through all of the processes to have the kids and the recovery and um <clears throat> you know they were born even early but it was supposed to be September of 2020 so almost 2 years to do all of that because everything's down to the cycle right and then there's recovery time in between mm-hmm. retrieving eggs and there's your own like I had um polyps so I had to have multiple you know, DNCs essentially to get those polyps out. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a total, total process. Um, but I did want to mention that Catherine did expect me to go out and win a world cup, um, <laughs> during my never gonna pregnancy. <laughs> she sent me videos of Alex Morgan, eight months pregnant doing like CrossFit, and I was on the couch with my like dozen donuts that I got from KDs in Santa Monica. Thank you, KDs, like a weekly order. And she sent, she had the audacity to send, I could barely go upstairs to go to bed. Listen, partners make a lot of mistakes and women are not excluded from that. And talk a lot about, mm-hmm. oh, men don't get it, men, you know, whatever. It's like, I have done some things. <laughs> to really piss off my wife in the whole process. <laughs> that was just one of them. <laughs> You're so much smarter now. <laughs> yes, I block those videos now. <laughs> well, okay, so first of all, did you or could you work out when you were pregnant? And second of all, tell us something blasphemous that Stephen did. Okay, so I think it's it's actually really interesting because I had this intent, right? Much like you, long lead time to getting pregnant, and then the idea, like my active pregnancy diary, you know, it was like writing itself. I was, I was a power lifter the, in right. the years prior to becoming pregnant. Everything, you know, it's not great advice, but it's like, how dare you do a squat? If I, so I was like, I'm trying to keep this pregnancy. So I abandoned, especially in the first trimester, a lot of like the lifting and heavy working out that I was, I was essentially scared out of it. So like, totally. But, for anyone listening, I think that you can healthily preg- work out while pregnant. Just, you know, ask your doctor and then follow your body. But no, I did it in the first trimester. And then after that, I was like, who starts working out in the second trimester? <laughs> not me. Um, so no, <laughs> I did not have a very active pregnancy. I, as I think about the next go round, I think I would. Like that's something I'd like to do differently but I did like follow subreddits that were like active pregnancy. And I had to, in the middle of my pregnancy, like end those relationships with those subreddits, because I was like, honestly, I don't even want to know what women are doing while pregnant. So mm. the thing that that did, that would not have gone over well with me. Um, Steven's perfect. Steven's- There's no way he did anything. No, no, no. He's <laughs> not perfect. Um, mostly. He, he always form, he always asked questions. So it was always a question like, Hey babe, do you want to take a walk? And I'd be like, why do I need to take a walk? Why should I ever walk again? Um, and so never heard anything like that before. <laughs> I do not so have trauma he, from that response. Yeah. Uh, the question of like, do I want to take a walk? I don't ever want anyone to ask me that again. Um, so, but yeah, now that I think about this, ne- hopefully this next pregnancy. I'm putting that in your file. Okay. Um, I'd love to be more active. And as I think about how much anxiety, right? Like we talked about, you can 
plan a pregnancy. You can have sex and have a pregnancy. If you're an athlete, just I, I just put myself in the mindset of like, can I even have unprotected sex? Can I go and have a, oh, for many a, a one night stand? And then, and then if I'm a sponsored athlete, the way I conduct myself as a sexual being with the potentiality of getting pregnant. And like, I'm curious, these managers, these, the people that they have deals with, are they saying like, you better be on that birth control? Like now I'm, I'm really spiraling into this whole, like, what does it look like to eat, to like, to control pregnancy or do all of that? And and do I owe that to someone just because they've sponsored me as an athlete? That is a really interesting I don't know what those contracts look like, but there's the famous one, Catherine, the the Nike player, that Alison Felix. Are you familiar? Yeah. So I uh, I have interestingly enough, um, Alicia Montano was the Nike sponsored athlete that came out with like the big expose on the New York Times in 2019. So she's someone that I've read up about, and she's inspirational in in many other ways. So I know more about her situation, but it seems like the general context of Nike could pressure you to behave a certain way. And that's fucked. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they or wanted to pay, pay Allison 70% they wanted to... less because After she, had a she baby. came back. Yeah. So they wanted yes. to reduce her sponsorship and then refuse to put any um, uh, protections for maternity leave into the sponsorship. So it was like, no, we won't pay you if you get pregnant and you can't compete or work out. Um, so it was, and I mean, ultimately led to her piecing out from Nike, uh, in around, um, it was before 2019, um, because that's when she started racing again, but for, I think she's with Athleta. Is she a runner? Yes. Is she a runner? Okay. So there's something about medals of all time, even more than Usain Bolt. I think there's something about particular sports where there's like maybe even more scrutinization and, and, and all of that, but running seems to be one of those sports. Why? Um, you think like, they're like, well, you should be, able- it's just running. It's not physical or like, like, I don't know. I don't know why. Um, because you see this, like the picture in the times is this woman is Alicia Montano, like sprinting with a full belly. I mean, you can do it. I just, there's this, I don't know, kind of plays into the gymnastics thing, which Kat, I know you're a gymnast, which is like, we have this idea of like what a gymnast is and what a runner is. And maybe there's certain sports where our idea of what a woman in sport is, is even more narrowly defined. Like a, a female basketball player, I can think of many different forms in which that individual, mm-hmm. like there's a diversification in that field. I think the way we think about runners and specifically, I know the way that we think about gymnasts is like, well, don't be out of this box. And oh yeah, pregnancy breaks you out of that box physically, emotionally, spiritually, um, and functionally, it just comes down to controlling women. Yeah. Well, there's a whole lot. You're getting me. I'm like, oh man, can I go to an office hours and have this conversation? Because the, um, uh, I can't, I think it's called infantilization of girls mm-hmm. of, of, and as they become moms, that's completely broken. So especially gymnasts who are usually young women, young girls who are doing this, like that's not like you can't be a gymnast and be pregnant or be a mom yeah. like that would just completely break the, the construct that we're, we've all been in. Um, but yeah, that's a, maybe a, a 
a side, a little side serving for a different conversation, but completely. Yeah. The, how we construct these boxes, um, is super interesting. And there's a lot of people who or a lot of women that I write about who just don't even, I mean, it's the same at work. You don't talk about the fact that you're pregnant. You don't talk about the fact that your partner's pregnant or you're going to potentially go on leave because you want to be hireable and you want to be employable. And being a mom, you're seen as less employable. Um, I I read that Skylar Diggins-Smith. Oh, you can. I'm rambling, so you can. No, I'm just going to say it's so messed up because I'm way better, I feel like, at my job now that I'm a mom because it's you right. So tell me the ways you're thinking, you feel like you're, you're better now. Um, I'm, and I think these play into the reasons why someone would, would like, not you, but potentially like, why might I see or interpret that as less value for someone? So like, I'm more productive with my time. Does that mean I'm giving? So like the organization might hear she's giving us less time. (laughs) And I'm like, no, with the time I'm giving you, I'm, I'm there because before pre COVID Carly. So pre mom, Carly was pre COVID Carly. And she was in the office. She was chatting. She was this, she was that like, I have my social yeah, client out to dinner. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm like every moment that I give to this organization is, is there's like more me there. And I was like spread a little bit further. So it made me more focused. Um, I take care of people better. I was in a little bit of like a ruthless point in my career prior to being a mom. And like, side note, very unique situation is like, I was in pain in my infertility journey. It made me like a ruthless worker who was like giving all these hours and because I was in my pain, but coming out of that, I was like in my joy. And so this organization in particular got, um, a softer leader out of me, um, a, a more collaborative teammate, someone who's a little bit more of a flexible mindset. Man, being a mom will break you and your right. expectations, uh, how things should be. Holy shit. Like I, and I still have a long way to go. My expectations are still, but like that whole producer mindset and mom mindset, like what I thought I was going to be as a, like a mom producer just broke me. And I, and I'm a better producer for it. I'm a better executive producer for it. I'm a better leader for it just because kids are like the worst tiny clients and you can't control Constant them. And negotiation. And you're paying them. Like they're not even paying you. <laughs> so like, yeah, I mean, they're, he's the toughest client I've ever had. He's the best client I've ever had. And so in many ways, like, just how I navigate the world and our world that we're in, in you know, the day to day is just navigating humans, wants, fears, and, 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 you know, some sort of limitations. Yeah. So being a mom just made me more nimble in navigating all of that, which is like, if I were an athlete, I know I'd be a better athlete. I know I would be a better athlete right now after this experience. So that's why this whole concept is really messed up. Like physically, I think that's the only argument you have. Like physically, I'm not betting on my body today. Like I would bet on my body pre-baby. So maybe that's the rub, but like everything else, I'm a better version of me. And I have have, to imagine Serena is too. I exactly. I have a follow-up because I'm curious about your time away from work. Cause I agree with you. Like it, my time at work I'm so glad to have left the kids and now I can like 
be focused on something that is mine, which is my work, which is, is also very important to me. But when you leave work, what is that? Like, do, do you also feel like, and now it's my kid's time. And besides me bothering you potentially, yeah. what do you, you do you feel like you have a hard time sep- like compartmentalizing? Sure. I don't know. Um, I think that that's a multifaceted, like the contributors to that are multifaceted. Could I do a better job of setting boundaries? Yes. Could you not slack me or WhatsApp me after business hours? Yes. But I love that about you and I don't want to discourage that. Um, I just think there's so many contributing factors to how you show up at home as a mom if you are both a working mom and a mom mom. Uh, I wouldn't, because I know and love people that will call me a liar that listen to this podcast, like I have not figured out that balance. Um, But I think that's part of like fighting this system of like women can have it all, which is like the larger construct of this conversation. And then we're narrowly talking about like mothers in sport, but like the whole, can she be a mom and have a career period? It's just a tired ass question that I hate that we're still talking about, but it's very real and it's very prevalent in sport, outside of sport. I mean, it's a systems at, at <clears throat> realistically at the end of the day, like all, all of these things are systemic from insurance. Like we're, we're lesbians. So since we can't, there's not a penis in our relationship to have sex with, we're considered infertile already. So like mm-hmm. a lot of times, like in our insurance, we, if we can't afford IVF and we want insurance to pay for IVF, and I don't know how my yeah. current organization's insurance works because we're through this part, but I've seen insurance where it's like, well, you need to do IUI six times and whatever yeah. happens, prove either you get year. pregnant, prove your prove for a year. Like, and, and, oh, you know what? You went through three miscarriages in doing all that. Well, three more times, maybe you'll get pregnant. Maybe you won't, whatever this, whatever happens. And then we'll pay 25% of your IVF. It's like, it's so, it's, and it's so fucked up. And also I'm over 35. I'm geriatric when it comes to pregnancy, which I don't mind because I'm an old lady anyway, but <laughs> that's also fucked up, right? Like I hated when, that term. I hated that term personally. When are the systems and, and the, like the language, when's it going to evolve and when's that going to catch up? Like that's part of the reason that like we're talking about somebody going back on the court six weeks after did WNBA not have a maternity program? I don't like fact wow. checker mom. That's you. I'd Check that out for us. No, I'd love to know what progressive, like who is doing it right. Right. So we have Serena and she's changing her nomenclature, but like, because I'm a shit starter, I'm like, well, why do you even have to use different language? Like, why can't you just go be with your family? Like you don't owe me shit as far as an explanation of what you're doing with your time. Now, celebrities and you know maybe she does have some actual things that she's supposed to do but like I don't think people owe us any explanation but what a wonderful example I think we just need more examples of women in sport talking I am pregnant I'm trying to be pregnant I just went through a miscarriage I like yeah and it just seems like it's not a friendly conversation for them to have. Now, when I was an athlete, I was trying really hard not to get pregnant. So that's the last time that I would say I was an actual athlete. Um, but this is such a prevalent topic. And I think there's very few, or at least not voices I'm hearing. I'm curious, since you're more plugged into the sport world, what other voices are there out there being like, I'm a successful, happy, thriving 
mother in sport? I don't know if there, Catherine would be better suited to answer the, the positive examples work, but you just were Catherine before this telling me about the cut of maternity leave. Mm. Oh That's my gosh. like the latest headline. Did everyone see that headline? Yeah. So the um, Wall Street Journal. We didn't read the article. Wrote, just for well, the we record. couldn't because it's a paywall, and I don't want to give my money to the Wall Street Journal. Um, I should um, to support journalism, but ugh, different different topic. So new data is showing that employers offering maternity leave beyond what is required by law in the U.S. dropped to thirty five percent down from 53% in 2020, which is an indication that companies are cutting back on their leave policies um, as they're trying to um, confront inflation, anticipating a recession, and establish, reestablish pre-pandemic norms. So people are actually leaning out of parental cool. leave as a benefit, which I think is totally fucked up. And I don't really have any... Um, room for other opinions about that <laughs> well and then thank you for being so specific about that because i think we'd all agree on that but it, so i guess the we can talk and as much as we want about mother in sport but like until mothers in general are even considered on this grand stage that we all perform on like that's wild. That's wild to me. And and I also feel very privileged because right now uh, I work for an organization that's, that's getting there with their policies previously to being um, with jam three, I was at Weno, which is Icelandic. So they had full Scandinavian mm. policies, oh, um, which dream. is why I had so much time to interview for a new job during my maternity leave. And I think <laughs> Oh. This podcast is not sponsored by Weno. It is sponsored by Jan Three. <laughs> but like, it's it's interesting. I think you're, yeah, you're forcing women into these impossible decisions where it's already hard enough to choose to have a family, but then you have to think about like my livelihood and you know, in many ways for, for athletes, that's like my viewership. And I'm just thinking like, what kind of a play is this for brands? There's pregnant people everywhere. I don't know if you have noticed this, but they're everywhere. The children are everywhere. So from a brand perspective, like, is there not someone that's like, let's be the sponsor of pregnant Pregnancy, women? Yeah. Like that's a huge contingency of. Well, Carly, there. I'm not sure if you realize, but we that's the only time America cares about women is when they're pregnant, but not. Oh, yeah. Well, we care about the baby inside of you. We don't really care about you so much. No, but... 0%. 0%. Yeah. Lots and only to say while about... the baby's attached to the woman. Only, not... yeah, yeah. But because afterwards, nah, nah. Oh, um, it's super tricky, but I'm curious about, I mean, we, I feel like we all have a responsibility realistically, mm -hmm. you know, whether we're fa super famous athlete or not. Um, but I find it pretty easy and I'm in a point of, of, you know, authority and, you know, executive leadership to put holes in my calendar when I got to take my kid to school, you know, yeah. tell Chloe, wonderful EA, block my time, reschedule this thing, do this thing. Like I'm going to go pick up my kids, but I'd be really curious as what that perspective is like for somebody that's more of an intermediate um, not a geriatric, having mm. children in a workplace. I mean, I was also the first woman at Jam 3 to have a baby like while I was at Jam 3 and to yeah. go through a maternity leave. And 
Um, I mean, I have to say they got a lot of things right. Um, but also would that have been the case if it, if it wasn't me in my Mm. position? Right. So like there's a twofold, I have a responsibility to model the way. Um, and I also have to be just continuously curious about what it's actually like for people that aren't in the state of Well, you bring up a good point because Jordan, if you didn't behave the way you behave, I wouldn't behave the way that I've been behaving. And then when I think about people like Kate, people like Carolyn, like we have this progressive kind of like big mom energy going on in our department. And for those of you, I just assume everyone energy. I love this so much. We do though. Everyone knows Jordan is my boss, and then I am the boss of of women on our team who are currently pregnant, currently on maternity leave. I would behave differently in this organization if you hadn't modeled that. And I think like that's spot on. But who's out there? The coaches are the coaches getting massively like we. It it all goes back to like who is the model in that organization? You have been the model at our organization, and I behave differently because of that. That's like kind of human psychologically, psychology, like that's actually the way to fixing this. But you just would need coaches and famous athletes and everybody. Their paychecks though, right? Like who's paying, whoever's paying the paycheck needs to have the same mentality, I would imagine. Um, so when will they die off and we'll replace (laughs) them with people who I ask myself literally, I'm like, Why did healthcare have to evolve to where it's at right now to keep these booms alive? Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of, sorry, a lot of people are going to have to die for like the new version of the world that we're talking about. Like following the money on this, I think we, we mind fuck some rich white dudes into saying like pregnant women have a lot of money. Like you just look, I mean, the pregnancy is a, it's an entire industry. That whole industry. So why yeah. we can't literally look at that from a capitalistic mindset and say like pregnant women in sport are good for our brand. They are, they will sell more Nikes because right now pregnant women are like, no, thank you Nike because of the general story that we're hearing. So it's just crazy to me that someone wouldn't see the upside because that's what it's going to take is a financial upside. No one's going to be like, Oh, feelings or what's right. It's going to be about the money. money money. It always comes back to money. All right. We are going to enter the final four. Oh God. I'm nervous. Good. I'm prepared though. (laughs) You're prepared? A bunch of dynamics going on right here. Did the closer (laughs) send you the message? No. Did Catherine send you the questions? Very good. Because I changed one. I changed the last one, Catherine. Well, yeah, because you already asked one of them. I did? Well, you kind of did, but I guess you can ask it again. Yeah, you definitely asked number two already. All right. You, you fill in. All right, here we go. First question is, if money were no object, you are in Serena's spot. Mm. She's, she can obviously make this decision without really worrying about any repercussions. But what would you choose to do with your time and with your family? Well, kind of on the tails of the the topic where I would really like for her to speak out more about this and to use her platform to to try to affect change. So I'd spend some time um, thinking about that. I happen to be tertiarily connected to someone in the VC space in Silicon Valley that's 
putting money into an organization called Ann Mother, who's investing in in mothers in sport. So I'd love to see Serena. If I were her, I would pair up with Ann Mother. I would look at the the cohort of other women with a following and I'd see like how much noise can we make around this? What would I do with my family? Oh gosh. I mean like, yeah, she has so much money. She has one kid, lots of traveling, lots of traveling. Um, man, I, I really hope that she gets lots of massage. I fantasize a lot about people that are that rich and I'm like, Ooh, they're getting those like serums and massages and just like all the mommy self care. But yeah, it's like, that's the two sides of me. I'm like politically be on the stage and, and make it better for the world. And I'm like, and then get your earlobes rubbed for 45 minutes. <laughs> that's what oh, I do. That was super uh, specific. Rubbing sounds great. Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny because that's Catherine knows I love a good earlobe. It's just, maybe there's a there's a there's something, there. there's something there there. Yeah, a little too much information for people that work with me, but it is what it is. Earlobes. Um, okay, second question. What three words describe both? Um, oh, what three words would you use to describe both sport and motherhood? Oh, jeez! Oh, I would say just oh my gosh, relentless, relentless. <laughs> This is how I am in sport and in motherhood. Let me describe what I'm like totally. in sport and motherhood. Yes, uh, relentless. Um, critical. <laughs> Wait, um, digress. Dig- okay. Digress on that one. What, critical? Like, I, I feel for Joaquin, and I know this is not what you asked, but like when he picks his sport, I'm like – I can't wait to make him the best at the sport that he chooses. Should it be a sport? If it's a, if it's art, if it's a a musical instrument, like, so there is, there is a right way to play a sport and um, I'm critical of, of that. Okay. Okay. There's a follow-up question to that, but what's your third word? (laughs) Okay. um, My third word is two words. It's a two word phrase. Go team. Because. Yeah. This is, I know Kat, you're an individual athlete. I've never been an individual athlete in my life. I've always been a team sport athlete and that prepared me a little bit. Maybe I should, I could have used a little more of that single athlete mindset to bring to motherhood, but on this side of it, I would say go team. I like that. Um, (laughs) I'm with you on that second part of like, I don't, I'm not going to a game if my kids are on the bench. Like if you suck at the sport, like I'm not sure I'm going to pay for it. Like I know how yeah, to go team. Ruthless. Yeah. You're ruthless. I'm critical. I'm like once I'm, we're going to talk about it afterwards. We're going to watch the tape back. Like I can go and we can watch the tape back, but you can't even go. Oh no. I mean, I might have like, I feel like you're talking about an audience. There's you're no talking way. about post-its and I used to get post-its on my door. Well, I'm not I, um, part, but like no, I used to get post-its about my performance on the door. So like, I understand the critical aspect of it, but I was, I was a good athlete. So this yeah. you're talking, I'm talking about if my kid sucks, 
That's embarrassing. Neither of these kids are going to suck. I know it. Listen. They could suck at a sport I love. <laughs> right? We're going like, to have to talk about this a little more. <laughs> I know. I clearly need therapy on this maybe whole subject. Say, like, maybe there are certain sports, like maybe basketball shouldn't be the thing that they get into. We picked know. a tall sperm donor for a reason. Okay. It's true. Okay, so we, we thought, oh, well, okay, they'll be tall. They can reach the top shelves. Also, they could yeah, we didn't think that one through. star athletes and make a bunch of money. Um, that yeah, we, our dream support. is we're going to follow them around the world. I already, we're already going to college with them. They, yeah, they, they, they want a gap year. We're going to go with them. Oh, man. Wow. I'm, I'm going to see how this ages. Remind me in 16 <laughs> years. <laughs> I will. Siri, please right. set a reminder. <laughs> That was a third question. The last question, because you are, you are also obsessed with music. Mm. What's your walkout song? Oh, um. Oh my gosh! I really wish you prepared me for this one. My walkout song? No, it's good to be on. It's like what? It's very contextual. Honestly, like. The new single from Beyonce is like, it's today's walkout song. Like my walkout song is, so what's that called? It's on the Renaissance album. I didn't even know she had a new album. You can break my soul. You can break my soul. Yeah, it's that one. Um, I'm going to hate this when I listen to this because I'm sure there's 40,000 more answers, but I'm walk out song i need that beyonce i need that like big i need like horns beat i I can't really i'm not like a rock walkout i know that some people are big rock i'm like yeah all right Uh, you can keep thinking about it beyonce halo is a weird walkout song like i listen to that one when i'm feeling like there's a triumphant moment no, it's like more of like I'm. It's like a triumphant moment in my life where I'm just feeling like on top of the fucking world. But in this one is like less about the guy. Let's not think about the guy. But mm-hmm. my, one of my go tos is beautiful people. And then I vi- I like think about a chorus of people singing mm-hmm. that song. Like I would love to hear like a sixty person chorus like make that music. It just sounds really interesting. In okay. I think, I'm not a I Marilyn think, Manson. Fuck that guy. But love sure. that. Sure. Okay. We're going deep cuts. Yeah. Deep and cuts. Give it to me. Okay. So I think like lifelong walkout song, like what's going to get me amped and, but the audience might not know what song this is and they have no idea what's going on would be FCP remix by the fall of Troy. And one Greg Meltzer will know this band because it's in his wheelhouse of war and hell and guts or whatever his band name was um Uh, it was murder and death of war something of war of he'll like this band he likes he knows this song it's that we're gonna listen to that okay did you hear greg's answer with respect to the goalie I sure did. And I, I already have addressed this with Greg one-on-one. Um, but like Functionally, <laughs> I agree with him. His answer was right. His answer was right in retrospect. I was not a good goalie. And so I really couldn't see the forest through the trees, which, which Greg's answer is correct. It's like, you're the last line of defense. But that I think it's just indicative that I wasn't a good goalie. 
And that's why I got out of there. And that and the concussions that I kept having because I oh. kept diving into the actual goal. Oh. No. Yeah, because I was giving it my all. You know, I was like really there to, to shut it down, whether yeah. that was my brain or the goal. Yeah, wow. That is <laughs> right, explaining a lot of right things right now, making a lot of sense. All right. Yeah. Well, yep. this was a very good conversation. I really appreciate you making the time for us. Oh my gosh. It's been a pleasure. And I, I do want to know more about Kat's The Closer Ferguson nickname uh, on a future episode if I didn't miss that anecdote. The one that she gave herself? Yeah, I gave oh, myself. I Jordan tried to to explain it in one episode, but, you know. I know you listen to them all. In, I do. In fact, you were one of six listeners for episode five, and we appreciate that. <laughs> Listen, I won't be listening to this one, so we may see the the numbers. No, no, you have to, because my dad is going to be giving you a little bit of a Saratoga, you know, he's got some ideas. Is it, do we pick the horse pissing in the paddock? Or he's like, I think we got to take, do the one that's taking a dump in the paddock, because that's even more weight. Like, have we talked about this? So he's going to have some thoughts for you. I knew he would think about this. And honestly, I'm going to the track. I know. In one week's time. So it's going to be ripe. Okay. Very timely. Will. It will be ripe. <laughs> oh, see what I did there? I do see what you did there. Well, thank you for having me. Can't wait yeah. to talk to you soon. A total pleasure, McAllister. The Big Mac. Big Mac. Who are you? Hold on. I got to try this on one sec. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. We stopped recording. Well, we didn't, but like. Aww. Oh, we didn't stop recording. Round of applause. Nice. Side. Um, oh, we're we're still recording. Yeah, we're still <laughs> recording. Yeah. No, I didn't stop. This is a, a beta feature called Media, where you can do things like uh, laugh tracks. Oh, oh but it's not going to play. That was anticlimactic. Well, what do you have at the ready? <laughs> Yeah, you need one of those, like one of you see this crap that he has here. They make like ones oh, where it's just yeah. like and you could just hook that up so you have like your go to Oh lesson. my gosh, yeah. We're not quite there yet. Let us get to episode ten and then we'll reward ourselves with something like that. Yeah. Oh, there's another one. We'll get better with the timing too. <laughs> I didn't know it was gonna play automatically, to be fair. Uh, fair enough. But yeah. All right. Can, we, can I just stay and hang on and talk to you? Yeah, what's up? What do you? What's for dinner tonight? Honestly, so the message that I sent to the family was pretty much one of desperation. It was, um, I'm doing a podcast recording today from four to five, and unable to support with dinner. And don't ask. I don't even have ideas. <laughs> Did you send and this when you said you sent that family? to the family? Do you mean you yeah, sent so that to family. Stephen? That's and the Dee Dee. well. That's Stephen and Dee Dee on the WhatsApp. Okay. <laughs> so we'll see um, who's going to step it up. I'm making, Mac- yeah, um, Catherine's favorite. It is let's see, 87 degrees here, and I'm making cabbage and white bean soup. She fucking loves it. It is so simple, and it is really good. It's an Allison Roman recipe, and the kicker soup is person. that yeah, I'm not a soup mm. person. I need so much stuff in my soup for it to feel like it's going to fill me up. You need a chili. Oh, yep. Totally. But wait, the key ingredient, the kicker here is that there's four tablespoons of white distilled vinegar. 
that go in at the end. And it just adds this layer of like funk and it's real. It It's a total game changer. Highly recommend this one. A lot of dill, yeah, you- dill, cabbage, onions, and white beans with broth. I mean, that sounds like one hell of a night with Steven. Thank you. I'm not um, <laughs> beans and cabbage. That's cute. Um, the soup thing, even in the summer, I, I, I get a gazpacho. How do we feel about gazpachos? I love gazpacho. I'll have any. I love I tomatoes. I want. I'd rather just eat I a tomato. It. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan doesn't want it. I, if I want soup, I either have to have something of substance like this or mm-hmm. she has to not be home for dinner, be traveling, and then I'm not going to make soup for myself. So yeah. I don't get well, soup. I had jaw surgery between my freshman and sophomore year of college. My jaw was wired shut for six weeks. You're spitting through the wire? Yeah. So like, I don't want to have liquids. I want to have things I need to chew. Okay. I can, I can see both sides of this. Like one of my favorite, favorite soups is going to just be like a lobster bisque and I don't want any texture in there, but chili. That sounds rich. I love chili, but chilies, beans, meat. Like, and you know what? I throw that shit on pasta day two. Yeah, the goulash, the goulash life. Okay, I have one last, because you like mustard. We've been on about mustard. If you tell me one more time about the Trader Joe's dill mustard, I swear to God. that's I told you about it. Catherine gave it to me too. Sometimes she'll give me advice and I'm like, I gave you that advice. (laughs) No, it was really bad. Okay, like, I really do think, like, I I drank so much that week and I was, like, nervous and, like, socially overwrought and that's what contributed to me telling you four times about the the mustard you told me about. But this is just (laughs) any mustard. So what I want you to do is take, like, a fat shiitake mushroom and I want Mm -hmm. you to, fill it with mustard and put it on the grill and then cut it up and put it into a soup. And it's like a mushroom mustard quinoa soup. Mustard okay, well, down? Wait, like yeah, you put mustard, the mustard yeah, in the shiitake like, and then... You know like a shiitake or a portobello? Like you, you, yeah. So you yeah, put the mustard like little... like all in there and then yeah. you want to like grill. You want that grilled mustard, grilled so mustard. mustard down. So drips Mustard down. everywhere, but definitely okay. mustard down because you want the burnt mustard flavor, mustard everywhere. I'll share it with Dijon or a honey mustard or like pick your adventure. I'm I've done it with both. I think crowd pleaser is more of your stone ground. You're stone gonna ground. have a richer flavor. Um, although Holds I feel like there's a mustard fan in this in amongst us. I like stone ground. Aren't you, aren't you a honey mustard? Oh, I love a sweet. That's short, I love yeah. a spicy honey mustard. Yeah. Very specific brand. It's Hoffelwager or something. This is now a mustard podcast. Or Beaver <laughs> is another great brand. Beaver. Beaver is legitimate. Beaver. Yeah. Sponsored by Beaver. Beaver mustard. L- Let's talk <laughs> balls. Sponsored by Beaver mustard. I think we have our go- our dream sponsor. I like our goal too. now. I feel like that's really brand aligned. <laughs> I think we did too. Yeah. A lot of, we talk um, to a about lot that. Of, a lot of the podcasts I listen to sponsor better health. Um, and they also sponsor Dipsy. What, what are you shaking your head for? Better health. Dipsy? I don't know what that means. That's like <laughs> at home therapy, Jordan, but that's a head, this kind of head shake. <laughs> yes. Oh, to people yes. Yes. better health and no i want budweiser and beaver 
Well, Budweiser, <laughs> I don't know, do they sponsor podcasts? I don't know. I mean, hey, everybody, we're new. There's opportunities out there. Yeah. Anyways, Maybe. were you trying to do something else with your life? Yeah, I got to I got to do a meeting and um I got to okay. make I got to make the soup as well. All right. Well, that's important. lovely. I guess I have ta- time to figure out what to feed my family now. I guess. Why is it your job, Carly? Yeah, Carly. Is why, it because you're the mom? Hmm? Or is it because you want the control of what's for dinner, which is my thing? I find this time, so on the topic of like decompression and like who I should, this time, the cooking time between work and family is imperative. I must cook. That's your commute. That's my commute. Headphones in the kitchen. I do cook. I do cook with, but I feel really rude because like sometimes Joaquin will just come up out of nowhere and he's like, mommy, mommy. And I'm like, please don't talk to me. Um, I'm not going to pause my show for you, kid. Uh, sometimes Dee Dee, Steven, and I will be walking around with headphones on, just like not interacting with each other. Like that's like Joaquin's in bed and we're all just walking around cleaning up stuff with our headphones on. Like that's, that's heaven right there. That's, that's 2023 families. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Well, come visit us. Come hang out. Hello, everyone. This is Papa. Last time I visited you, uh, we were doing a parlay with the Cleveland Guardians, Philadelphia Phils, and Minnesota Twins. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we hit again. So for those three teams winning, we collected $264 on a $100 bet. So that puts us at winning our last two parlays or six straight correct picks. Oh boy, I'm starting to take myself seriously here. Let's try to do it one more time. Next out, we have the Philadelphia Phils, winners of four in a row against the Pittsburgh Pirates Losers of five in a row. Uh, the pitchers are Tyler Breed for the Pirates and Kyle Gibson for the Phils. We like the Phils a lot in this spot. Next up, we're going to take the first place Yankees against the last place Oakland A's. Uh, the Yanks are pitching Nestor Cortez. With a nine and four record and a two point six eight ERA, he's faced by a two and six six point four one ERA owned by Adam Aller. Once again, in my mind, a very good pick here. And finally, we're filling out our bracket with the Seattle Mariners against the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, on the mound for the Indians will be Zach Plesak, a record of two wins and 11 losses and a 4.43 ERA. Cleveland's in first place. Uh, Seattle, on the other hand, is throwing Louis Castillo. He just came over from Cincinnati via a trade. He's five wins, five losses with a 2.93 ERA. Seattle is leading the wild card race. 
uh, I expect Seattle to come out on top here. So if all three of those picks hit, we're showing a $272 payout on $100. So good luck all on the parlay. As we do here sometimes on Papa's Parlays, we touch on other subjects. Today happens to be horse racing, and more specifically, the Saratoga Racetrack and its magical allure. Jordan was just asking me the other day, what is the Saratoga Racetrack? And why is it so special? Well, number one, it's on my bucket list. The Saratoga Racecourse is the first modern sports facility built in the United States, and it continues to be the country's oldest track. The race course opened in 19, excuse me, 1864 on August 2nd for a five-day summer meet. The 2022 version is being held currently from July 14th through Labor Day. The event occurs every year during the same approximate time, mid-July to Labor Day, in the sleepy little town of Saratoga, New York, tucked in the Adirondack region of upstate New York. Races are held every Wednesday to Sunday during that period. The afternoons are the time for the post time. It is afternoon racing. Well, it may sound like I've been to Saratoga. That's only wishful thinking. I have not. You can see some of the, mo uh, the nostalgia though by watching the daily races on Fox Sports 1. Many times the cameras will take you around the track and even around the town. However, Rather than bore you to death anymore, I'll just throw out some final tidbits. The biggest race of the year at Saratoga is the Traverse Stakes, and that will be held this Saturday, August 27. The purse is 1.25 million. Papa's Parlays is picking Epicenter to win that race, followed by Chargent and then Zandon. If you are seriously considering visiting Saratoga, here are some things you can do. There are many national brand hotels, local motels, and bed and breakfasts. There are many dining options, including wineries and breweries. You can take a steamboat ride on Lake George. There's a casino at the Saratoga Hotel and Casino. There's horseback riding. There's a walkable downtown village with shops. You can take a tour of the track and barns. There's a special breakfast buffet every day at the track. Surprisingly to me, children are more than welcome at the track. They have, they have a playground, ice cream stands, and even a build your own hot dog stand. Okay, there's your diversion. I hope I didn't bore you to death. Enjoy your day and enjoy your weekend. Papa. We love you, Tom. 
We're sorry we didn't post that in time. We really hope Epicenter won that. And it sounds like we need to go to Saratoga next year with the kids since there's a playground, an ice cream stand, and somewhere for them to build their own hot dogs. I just had to say, I'm really enjoying these diversions. I'm watching Jordan watch me talk into the mic, even though she can't hear me because she doesn't have her headphones on. <laughs> we need to have an outro for the episode so it doesn't just end. Anything you want to say? I don't know. Anything. Any thoughts? How your day went? And so we're leading up to Labor Day weekend. Yeah. And I'm somehow, because I was listening to Pops Parlay, able to actually watch the Guardians play. They just put Ichiro Suzuki in the Seattle Hall of Fame. He's not eligible for the baseball hall of fame for three years but he just gave a speech ken griffey jr was there i got his autograph way back when i still have it on a notre dame t-shirt of mine top left corner of my shoulder but i'm watching the guardians play seattle right now is that another amazing uh, is that another artifact that's at your parents house you betcha (laughs) they love me so much (laughs) they love me so much so you're watching You're watching, watching the, Guardians. the Guardians play Seattle, and that's cool. Also, that park looks pretty, 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 pretty. And we may take the kids to their first uh, baseball game, MLB game, in a couple of weeks or a few weeks. Uh, see the Dodgers play the Giants at uh, the Giants Stadium. Is Giants Stadium Oracle as well? No. Yeah, it's Oracle. Oracle Park? Yeah. Well... Google it because it's Chase Center is the Warriors. Oh, that's right. The new one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oracle. Oracle. Yeah. In Oakland, it was Oracle Arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was also Oracle in Oakland for Warriors. Right. As well as Giants. So they own both of them. Gotcha. Cool. Anyway, I made pasta with the kids. We're going to eat some fresh pasta with homemade sauce, which was originally shakshuka which i blended with the emulsor emulsion blender and added some hulk italian sausage made a fresh salad with cucumber and sliced red onion and dill the most important ingredient honey i was getting there what was a real big dill i gotta put that on there and then um my own mustard vinaigrette dressing that we keep in the refrigerator as well as this ridiculous bread. Okay, so I don't know about you, but we've been getting the the rosemary bread, uh, the rosemary and olive oil sourdough. We've gotten the La Brea Bakery one many times. And then just last past week when I made your soup, your fart soup, the, the, <laughs> the white bean cabbage and onion soup, uh, you got it from Gelson's. You got Rockin' Wagner, uh, rosemary and olive oil bread. I thought that one was better. It just was so light, and I just ate that bread. I just smeared butter on it with sea salt and just didn't even want the soup. (laughs) It was all good. It was a good choice. I mean, you've been eating the soup for leftovers all week. Yeah, because it's delicious. It's my favorite soup. I know, I know. And you know what? It's funny. It doesn't make me that gassy at all. No, it doesn't. But anyway, all right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll catch you this week. Fantasy Football Live with Kate Lacey in sports, fantasy football style. Smell you later.
Don't forget Andy. Can't forget Andy in esports. Okay. No, I know, I know, but we're probably going to drop that episode till later. Also, you shouldn't say smell you later because if you think about it, that's gross. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's gross. <laughs> think about it. You ask me to smell you all the time. Oh my smell God. Smell you later. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>